Welcome to Wiki Bros. I'm Justin. This is Kyle. And this is a show with a couple of guys exploring various Wikipedia articles. So, Kyle, let me ask you a question. Okay. If you were to come up with a list to talk about on a podcast, what would your list be? Um, I mean, I don't know what it would be, but I can tell you what it wouldn't be. What's that? Um it would not be a list of inventors killed by their own inventions because that was the worst list I've ever went through in my entire life. Who, it was very underwhelming. Who, who came up with that list? Uh, names aren't important. Um, I, I, was give, I was given a very unreliable source, apparently, uh, about um, articles that would be interesting to review on Facebook. Um, I'm not going to mention a website because I don't want to run anybody down, but it was, uh, it was terrible. Oh, okay. Well... I mean, other, other than the guy jumping out of the barrel... In the barrel, or the parachute guy, um, space taxi. Space, you're really big on the space taxi. I, I, I feel like we taxi. almost need to do a, a full one just on the space taxi guy, just for you. Nah. Um, but you know, not everybody can be a blue horse statue, I guess. Well, today I am going to do a list on uh, FBI's ten most wanted fugitives. I mean, you would think that that has to be better than the other one. I believe there's no way it can't be better than that. That's fair. All right. So uh, the list arose from a conversation held in late 1949 between J. Edgar Hoover and William Kinsey Hutchinson, who was the editor-in-chief of International News Service. Uh, They were discussing ways to promote uh, capture of the FBI's toughest guys. Uh, the discussion turned into a published article, which received so much positive publicity that on March 14, 1950, the FBI officially announced the list to increase law enforcement's ability to capture dangerous fugitives. The first person added to the list was Thomas J. Holden, a robber and member of the Holden Keaton gang. And, uh, you know, they've continued on uh yeah we still think today yeah there's there's been uh, quite a few individuals on there uh individuals they're generally only removed from the list if they are captured just goes to show you how important making a list <laughs> is apparently the cops can only catch people if, if they're on a list if they're on the list yeah it helps no offense to my cop friends it, it helps uh it gets gets it out there gets people's pictures out there uh same way with like you know america's most wanted right yeah, same concept. Yeah, right. Uh, but they're they're only removed from the list if they... Oh, wait, wait, wait. So this is not America's Most Wanted? Well, America's Most Wanted, I think, was uh, just... I or think it was, Don't it, they use the people on the FBI? No. Fugitive list? No, they just... I think they just made a list of people who were wanted. See, now we're getting too many lists. Hey, the lists are like, good. Like a, yeah, but if you got... not Now the cops are confused. They got two lists to go off of. <laughs> We can't hunt for this guy because yeah, he's he's not on the other list. Like what? What if he's on? It's like having you know your credit report come back and you got like a report you've on got one two different. Other. Lists. Yeah, you, you don't know who to go to. Two lists. Yeah, go to whichever one's better. That's what I say. Which one would that be? Would you know. give more stock in the FBI ten most wanted fugitives list or America's most wanted? Uh, FBI's America's most wanted. They're just they're trying to get ratings. I mean. That's fair. Hmm. I, I didn't even know there was a... I thought the America's Most Wanted was the FBI list, so oh, that's, yeah. that's news to me in itself. Yeah, no, there's not that many people. America's Most Wanted ran way too many people. 
they covered more people. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. You got to start going down the yeah. list at some point. Okay, we're out of the top 100, guys. We're going to have to start getting desperate. This week, it's um, Steve who stole his neighbor's cat. <laughs> yes. Okay, so um, let's, let's bring this guy to justice. I mean, some of the stuff I've seen, you know, they're like trying to hang people up on Netflix for like random things now. What are you talking about? I saw some, uh, I don't know, there, there, there's all, all these documentaries that are popping up and they're like, this guy used to harass people in the 90s with videos and now they're making like documentaries on these people trying oh, to get them, yeah. get them arrested yes. and I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> like, okay, you're just trying to get ratings now. Right. You're clearly not going to get this man arrested. So yeah, I, I really enjoy documentaries. Uh, if they're done well. But some of these are, yeah, they're not that great. <laughs> anyway, the FBI list. Uh, so the individuals are generally only removed from the list if they are captured, they die, or if charges against them are dropped. So, they, so then, what if somebody else more wanted? Well, okay, comes so, on. So, so now we're over the ten limit. Because it says FBI ten right. most wanted, but it's, they are <laughs> they are replaced when one of the other ones die or okay. capture. Right, they're right. replaced by a new entry, um, and sometimes they will add an eleventh, like to their list. Like if they think that another person is a you know extremely dangerous or you know they can't replace one of the top ten, so they put it in there. Uh, says in 11 cases, the FBI removed individuals from the list after deciding that they were no longer a particularly dangerous menace to society. Uh, there was a member, uh, Victor Emanuel Garina, who was added to the list in 84. He was on the list for 32 years, which was longer than anyone else. I'm kind of curious if they caught him or if he died. I don't know. I think we'll get to it. In 1984. Hmm. Uh, Billy Austin Bryant spent the shortest amount of time on the list, being listed for only two hours in 1969. He should have taken some tips from the uh, Victor guy. Yeah. I mean, you, you eluded capture for uh, 32 years, and this guy got caught in two hours. You're apparently not very good at your job. No, he's not good at his really job Really crappy criminal. Come on. Uh, the oldest person to be added to the list was Eugene Palmer on May 29th of 2019 at 80 years old. Jeez. Yep. 80? Yep. Like, let the guy go. I know. On, Unless he, like, killed children or something. He might like, have. That's just a good point. On rare occasions, the FBI will add a number 11 if that individual is extremely dangerous, that's but the Bureau <laughs> does not feel any of the current 10 should be removed. That, that's, that's such a cop-out. Yeah. Like, like, right. There's only a top 10. You can't yeah. keep rolling, like, extra oh. numbers on the bottom. Like adding Supreme Court justices. I mean, yeah. Nah, you shouldn't be doing that either. No. Despite We're looking at you, Biden. <laughs> he hasn't done it yet. Uh-huh. Uh, despite occasional references in the media, the FBI does not rank their list. No suspect is considered number one on the FBI's most wanted list. Or the most wanted, Right. Which is was news to me. I thought there. I thought it was a, a list. Like this guy's number one on the list. No, he's just the first person added. So, oh, okay. So it's not. It's not based on importance. Yep. It's just. It's just you're the, on the list. Yep. This is the list of the most wanted people. But any one individual on that list is no is not wanted more than the other one. They're all equal. They're all equal on the list. Oh, jeez. Uh, the list is commonly posted in public places such as post offices. Some people on the list have turned themselves in. 
on May 18th of 1996, after surrendering at the U.S. Embassy in Guatemala City, Leslie Rogue became the first person on the FBI 10 Most Wanted Fugitives list to be apprehended due to the Internet. Hmm. The FBI maintains other lists of individuals, including FBI's Most Wanted Terrorist, along with crime alerts, missing persons, and other fugitive lists. On June 17th of 2013, the list reached a cumulative total of 500 fugitives having been listed. And as of July 20th, 2022, 528 fugitives had been listed, 11 of them women, Hmm. and 492 of them were captured or located. 163 of them were due to public assistance. So, interesting. Hmm. So here's our... Uh, I mean, see, the list is working. The list starting in the year. Or people are just dying. Well, yeah, it, both. Well, I guess I guess it said they did. Ca- they captured 492 of them. That's pretty impressive. It is out of, of 520. And really, 31 percent of them were captured due to public's help with because of the list. So right. it's pretty awesome. Uh, had they had a TV show instead of America's Most Wanted, right? Uh, so this list is going to be just uh, the fugitives that were placed on the list uh, in 1950, the year the list started. So first one, uh, Thomas James Holden. Uh, and he was with the Holden Keaton gang, correct? Right, yep. And they were a uh, bank robbing team. Oh, okay. Uh, it was, they were led by him and uh, Francis Keating. Uh, they're active in Midwest U.S. from... Uh, 1926 to 1932. Holden was described by a spokesman for the FBI as a menace to every man, woman, and child in America and was the first fugitive to be officially listed on the 10 most wanted list. Must have robbed a lot of banks. Uh, Thomas Holden and Francis Keating began robbing payroll deliveries and then train in bank robberies before becoming one of the most notorious hold-up teams by the end of the 20s. You know, I think train robberies are really interesting. Um, I think they... Like, like more interesting than bank. Like, the effort that you have to take to, like, run the train down, get on the train... Right, but I think the idea on that is they're out in the middle of BFE. Oh, true. There's so, no, nobody's going to get to in time, yeah, right? So it's not like they had cell phones where they could call the cops in, so the train has to dock right. before... Right. All that happens. Yep. Uh, Said uh, their most successful heist was the 1926 hijacking of a U.S. mail truck at Evergreen Park, Illinois. They escaped with $135,000 in 1926. Wow. Yeah. Uh, They eluded capture for two years before they were finally arrested by federal officers. In the end, Holden and Keaton were both convicted on May 25th, 1928, and each sentenced to 25 years in prison. So, uh, Holden's uh, sent to Leavenworth Federal Penitentiary, uh, spent two years there before escaping on February 28, 1930. And uh, the two of them were helped by fellow inmate George Machine Gun Kelly, who supplied them with forged passes. Not to be mistaken with the new sh- Machine Gun Kelly, who is a uh, apparently now an emo singer or something. Is it what? Uh, you know, he was, he was a rapper. Oh. And then he's like, he's the he's the guy that's like is or was dating Megan Fox. I I know you're not into like current media anymore. No, you're 
still listen to your 1990s country music and rock and Creed. Creed o- only Creed. Uh, but Dude, anyway, anyway, speaking Machine of Creed, they have been on my uh, Spotify list that I get at the end of the year. You know mm-hmm. that shows uh, they are my <laughs> they are my most listened to band um, every year since I've been getting these lists. <laughs> every year I listen to Creed more than anybody else. I, I really wish they would just put one album out for you alone, just so you could have something new to listen to. I'm okay listening to I old mean, stuff. I mean, it's, I know, but mm-hmm. if you had something new, anyway. But yeah, he's a he's a popular guy. Actually, it's probably where he was named after, to be I, honest. Yeah, I don't think he. I mean, George Machine Gun Kelly is pretty big. I don't know about this other Machine Gun guy that you're talking about. Well, he, initially he got, he got the Machine Gun um, nickname because of him rapping really fast but i have a feeling it has to, a lot to do with this as well because of the gangster reference yeah okay uh holden and keaton fled to chicago and from there to st paul where they quickly formed a new gang who were recruited from the city's thriving underworld this gang included frank jelly nash i love the nicknames yeah jelly uh harvey bailey and george kelly all were career criminals the gang committed a series of major daylight robberies between 1930 and 1931, during which several minor and one-time members were killed. Uh, the gang's first robbery occurred on July 15, 1930, when they robbed a bank in Minnesota and stole $70,000. Harvey Bailey, George Kelly, and Vernon Miller participated in the robbery, along with at least four other men. Three of these alleged gunmen, Mike Rusick, Frank Weenie Coleman <laughs> and Samuel Jew Sammy Stein were later found shot to death at White Bear Lake. So you in this group you have Weenie and Jew Sammy. These are these guys' nicknames. Uh, okay. Uh, rep- where's not, Jelly? Not, not, not was, Jelly was Jelly in with this too? Uh, I don't know. We got we got, we got machine gun. Oh, you jelly. could have you could have weenie and jelly. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, that's a horrible combination. No, of not really. Because if you put the jelly in with the barbecue sauce or the mustard, you know, in the crock pot, throw in the little weenies. Mm, delicious. Uh, so anyway. Uh, anyway, they were found uh, shot to death at White Bear Lake. Uh, reportedly, this occurred during a dispute with the unstable Vernon Miller. Uh, Lawrence Daval joined the next robbery, which netted $40,000 from a bank in Lincoln, Nebraska on September 9th of 1930. Eddie Benz joined with the gang in its next two robberies, first stealing $24,000 on September 19th, and then in their most successful heist, stealing $2.6 million in securities from a safe. You think they would have just stopped there? Oh, man. I mean, at that time, the amount yeah. of money you got? Uh, the gang immediately went into hiding, but Holden and Keating resurfaced several months later and robbed 58000 from a pair of bank messengers in Duluth, Minnesota on October 2nd, 1931. Do, do you think the bank robbing aspect becomes addictive? Because like, sure. if you get that much money, at this, especially at like $2.6 million during this time frame, it's not like they'd ever need yeah. more money oh, at that yeah. point in time. So. Yeah, I think it's it's the high form, and and one of them talks about it later. You know, basically saying that it's you know it wasn't necessarily the money; it was just the, the excitement yeah. of it. Uh, that same month, they were joined 
they joined Charlie Harmon and Frank Weber and robbed a bank in Wisconsin, taking away $130,000. Apparently, it was really easy back then to <laughs> yeah, rob places. I'm telling you. I mean, no internet. Like you said, you know, everything's secluded. There's yeah. no internet, no phone, you know, the no cell phones. Uh, James Kraft, a cashier and son of the bank president, was taken as a hostage during the escape and later was found shot to death outside of the town. Mm. The bodies of Harmon and Weber were also found by police, both similarly shot to death and believed at the time to have been killed by their partners for the murder of Kraft. So these dudes like kill this guy, right? And the other bad guys are like, "You can't kill that guy," and then so they kill him. Huh? Hmm. Yeah. But it's not they're they're killing all their partners anyway. It's like, uh, what's the um, the Joker scene on the Batman movie where he like goes in there with like a group he, of guys and he's like he's te- telling each of them to kill the other guy, and like as it whittles down, he's like the last guy and shoots the last guy. This is like a thing you have, isn't it? What? Where you have to talk about Batman. <laughs> I, I like Batman. It's a good, it, hey, it is a good reference to this story, okay? okay, okay. It, they, they, that man brought in like a group of five people and he had them kill each other off so there was less money for each, right. each of the no, other people. I, I get it. I'm just saying. Man, ruining my b- Batman reference too. <laughs> Batman. Okay. Uh, Moving on. So one of the suspects of the holdup, Bob Newborn, later confessed to the robbery and was sentenced to life imprisonment. Why would you confess? Who knows? He's an idiot. Like, you already robbed the bank. He's an idiot. Uh, So it was the other Bob. Yeah. Probably didn't get anything out of it either. Like a reduced sentence or anything. You know? He's sentenced to life in prison. I mean, why? he's... (laughs) Surely my, he would. my guess was his thought was that if he turned himself in, he was going to get a reduced sentence, and right. it just did not turn out that way. Or like, he's just an idiot. It kind of sounds that way. Yeah. Like, like I don't even know why. You already robbed a bank, and somebody got killed there. I'm pretty sure you're going to jail. Yeah. Uh, after that heist, uh, Holden Keating joined Alvin Carpus Barker Gang. On June 7th, 1932, they joined a gang made up of Carpus, Fred Barker, George Kelly, Harry Bailey, Lawrence Duvall, and, you know, the unstable Vern Miller. And they robbed a bank in Fort Scott, Kansas for $47,000. And uh, says not only did they escape, but Frank Sawyer, Jim Clark, and Ed Davis, who were arrested and convicted of the robbery, did as well. Which which one was the unstable one? Uh, Vern Miller. What makes him more unstable than the other ones? I don't know. They just said that. Because he, he, he killed the other guys at the beginning because he's unstable. Oh. Hmm. Uh, less than a month later, Keating and Holden were arrested by federal agents while playing golf with Harvey Bailey in Kansas City on July 7th. The fourth robber, Bernard Phillips, slipped away during the confusion but was later killed in New York City. It was reported that he was murdered by Frank Nash and who else but Vern Miller, who <laughs> suspected that he was an FBI informant. He just likes to shoot people. Yeah. Holden and Keating were returned to Leavenworth where they remained for nearly two decades. Holden was paroled on November 28, 1947. Two and a half years later, he killed his wife and two of her brothers during a drunken family argument in Chicago on June 6, 1949. In March 1950, Holden was announced as the first fugitive to be listed on the FBI 10 Most Wanted list. Fifteen months later, on June 23, 1951, Holden was spotted in Beaverton, Oregon by a local resident and acquaintance who had seen his picture in The Oregonian, a local newspaper, on June the 20th. 
Holden had been living in the area for some time under the name John McCullough. McCullough? I don't know. I would have picked an easier name to say. McCullough. If you pick Smith, it's too obvious, I guess. Mm. Uh, he was arrested at his job site where he worked as a plasterer. After being extradited to Chicago, he confessed the murder and was sentenced to life imprisonment. He died in prison two years later. Keating returned to St. Paul and lived in... The wait, re- wait, 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 wait. He yes. only got... He only served two years before he died? Yeah. How old was he? Uh, well, this was 19, uh, 1978, I think it was now. Or 19... Oh, sorry. 1950. Uh, and he was born heck uh in the 1890s okay uh he's still pretty young then yeah he was born uh holden was born 1896 so and this was 1951 well yeah 1951 now yep okay uh kating returned to saint paul and lived in retirement until his death from heart failure on july 25th 1978 uh, moving on to number two on our list is Morley King. He murdered his wife, Hel- Helen King. So he's a pretty good guy. Uh, at least, you know, he wasn't robbing banks, which is kind of uncommon for some of these guys on this list, but, uh, he's just murdering his wife. Uh, that, that, yeah, that, that's all he did. Well, you know. I mean, I feel like there's... I mean, yeah, murdering your wife is terrible, but to get on the list? What would you have your... What would your list be, Kyle? You, well, is there I, a certain I, number? Is there a number? <laughs> you have well, to have well, 27 I, I, people I, I, you've killed? No, I feel like, you know, there's multiple murders, especially a day. So it's like, okay, you kill one person and you get put on the FBI's most wanted list? Maybe uh, somebody at the FBI really hated this guy because he screwed his was, wife was 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 his wife like somebody's sister i feel like there was um, some well no but actually his wife uh she was a countess at one point oh see yeah. see so she was born in 1915 and later became countess christina de zohib of portugal but a year after her marriage her husband died in combat <laughs> so uh, she met Morley in Africa, where she toured as a representative for a dressmaking firm. And soon thereafter, the couple was married in Casablanca, Morocco. Yeah. See, so she she was important to somebody, yeah. so that's probably why he got pushed. Yeah. Because, like I'm saying, like, I mean, yeah, the fact that she was murdered is terrible. I don't, but I don't think that they're, I mean, does the FBI really care what people in Portugal think? I mean, it depends on who, who their connections are. I don't are. know, maybe. Maybe. Uh, uh, maybe. Uh, how many women do you think were killed at this time frame? For and this random guy got put on the list. No, it had to, it had to have been because she was important. Yeah, maybe. We need to dig into this. I want to know. You dig into that. Dig into that with uh, your space taxi. No, nope. you, you just you just really focus on the space taxi thing. Okay, you need to let it go. Uh, the last time Helen was seen alive was June thirtieth, nineteen forty-seven. Uh, and on October 31st, 1951, the FBI arrested the number two man while he worked at a Philadelphia, Pennsylvania restaurant under the alias William Wilson. He was sentenced to life in prison for strangulation of his wife, who was found in the trunk of the motel bedroom. Number three on the list is William Nesbitt. 
he had been uh, apprehended at Oklahoma City, Oklahoma on February 26, 1937 for murder, having blown up an accomplice in a massive black powder explosion and trying to kill another accomplice after beating her in the head with a hammer during a fight while stealing dynamite to make nitroglycerin on December 31st of 1936. See, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, he's, you know... This this guy's crazy. Like, he should be on the list. the first guy, um, he strangled his wife. In conjunction... I I have... Let me make this clear. Yes. I am not downplaying the murdering of the the last guy's wife in any... I will throw something across this room. Um, (laughs) At all. Like, I, I... understand no i get what you're saying but like you you compare that the murdering of like his wife to all these other people that's like comparing like a you know a, wait so a, a mass murderer versus somebody who had a traffic ticket in this point currently into this story mm-hmm. all this guy has done is uh tried to kill one person and then did kill another person i uh, know he stole dynamite um, mm. Blew up somebody else. Yeah, that's where he was. Blown up an accomplice in a massive black. Yeah, I mean, this guy's like he, he's getting. I mean, what do you think he's getting dynamite for? Like he's clearly planning something. He's not like he he's not likes going the fishing. Sound. He he's likes not going the no, sound. No, he is. He is not going fishing like Crocodile Dundee. Okay, throwing dynamite into the water. <clears throat> like he's planning to like. So you're saying your number to be on the list is you have to kill one person try to kill another person and steal dynamite and that's what puts you on the list i'm saying it has to be something where it's like you're trying to affect like a bunch of people or uh, or is it just the beating of her in the head with the hammer is that what does well i mean he's that sounded a little unstable yeah i mean the other guy yeah I he mean, just strangled her dude definitely should have been in jail for life or you know hung or whatever was at the time frame i guess uh let's see uh Don't you blink your eyes at me they used to hang people <laughs> following uh Let's see. Uh, following the December twenty second, and look, yeah. look, he strangled his wife. They should, they should, they should give him what he got anyway. What do you mean? I, I've, I've always believed that like, if you murder somebody and they, they give you the death penalty. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You should no. get punished the same way that you yeah. got. You get. Yeah, yeah. I get you. Yep. Uh, so anyway, this dude was convicted and sentenced on May 28th, 1937 to life imprisonment, which on February 18th, 1946, was commuted to 20 years incarceration. Imprisoned in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, he eventually became a trustee and the personal chauffeur of the warden. Nothing bad can happen out of that. <laughs> Not at all. On, Let's give the man a, uh, the murder people and once dynamite a car. Yes. On September 4th, 1946, he failed to return from running errands. Shocker. And on December 26th of 1946, he was charged with unlawful flight to avoid confinement. Did, did, um, the Shawshank Redemption. They did the same thing in that yeah, movie. Yes. They, they like took some of the old people and were like yeah. having them chauffeur them around as yep. prisoners. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't understand what you're your plan is and this guy doesn't seem like he was even that old at the time all right uh nesbitt was arrested on march 18th 1950 in st paul minnesota by local police after being recognized by some boys as ray a man who lived in a cave near the river nesbitt died at a hospital in sioux city iowa on august 6 1983 he had been suffering from a long illness prior to his death you'd have thought he would have done something to like disguise himself just a hair right 
Well, you know. He, he, and, and you're living in a cave. Like, you got recognized as the guy that lives in the cave. So yeah. he's probably dirty. Yeah. Mm, maybe. I mean, he's living in a cave. Oh, like, how clean could you be? Uh, I don't know. They could have streams. Soap. It doesn't mean he doesn't have soap. He's probably wearing the same clothes mm. every day. J- oh, so if you live in a cave, you can't change your clothes? There's crazy Vince living in the cave <laughs> down by the river. <laughs> Uh, number four on our list is Henry Randolph Mitchell. Uh, process was dismissed. So it's July 18th, 1958, after the Federal District Court of Jacksonville dropped the bank robbery charge because too much time had passed. What? It was thought that given his inactivity and age, he was most likely deceased. So they just stopped looking for yeah. him? Yeah. He robbed a FDIC bank in... Florida, January 21st, 1948, shortly after being released from uh, Florida State Penitentiary. I, I, I see they changed the rules because one of the guys early on, the, or the, um, was it the 80-year-old guy that they tossed in jail? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he he uh, he, he was, was still on, alive, huh? And he was still committing his crimes. I think, oh, okay. So. Uh, it says his criminal career dated back to 1924, and he had been previously convicted in the states of Kentucky, Georgia, New York, and Florida for crimes including grand larceny, violation of narcotics laws, breaking and entering, and forgery. With the dropping of the bank robbery charge, Mitchell became the first FBI most wanted fugitive to escape both arrest and the top 10 most wanted fugitive list. Hmm. All he had to do is be old. Yep. So, moving on to number five is Omar Pinson. He had been sentenced January 1936 to 18 months in uh, Eldora, Iowa State Um, on a charge of armed robbery. Then he was sentenced in 1941 to the Missouri State Penitentiary for automobile tampering. Later in 44, he made a trip to Washington State Prison, Walla Walla, Washington, for burglary, from which he was released in 1945. So he's already making his rounds. Um, After killing a Hood River, Oregon police officer during a traffic stop on April 27th of 1947, following a robbery... Omar Pinson was sentenced to life in prison. And he was charged with unlawful flight September 7th, 1949, after he crossed state lines following an escape from prison on May 30th of 49. These these prisons were not built that well, I don't think. Well, no, they're letting people take cars and drive around. Well, they're yeah, that's true. It's just weird. I mean, how many people have escaped prison? Uh, I mean, well, I mean, even... <laughs> The inventive ways people find to get out of prison, and and I mean, you even look at something like Alcatraz, where how many escape attempts that they've had there on, on, and how difficult it was to try and escape from there, and yet people still found ways to get off. But did they? I mean, did they really? I don't. Know, I guess we'll have to go into that on another day. Uh, I don't I'm know. actually kind of interested. I, I, I'm, I mean, I, with the I know they say a lot of them could have drowned in the water. Yes. They, they claim that they're gone. Froze. But yeah, mm. I mean, they are quite a ways from land. Uh, Poulsen evaded capture after a shootout with police on January 30th of 1950 at Poulsen, Montana, while burglarizing a hardware store. And he was added to the list March 18th of that year and apprehended on August 28th in Pierre, South Dakota. He earned his spot. Yeah, not they're not lasting too long, man. This list is really helping them, I'm telling you. Uh, number six was Lee Downs. 
And on June 3rd, 1948, he robbed the Pacific Telephone and Telegraph Company in San Jose, California of $2,000. Hmm. Fingerprints at the scene led to him being identified. He was added to the list on March 20th of 1950 and was located in a Daytona Beach, Florida trailer park with a cache of weapons, dynamite, and fuses. I feel like uh, back then, I mean, clearly criminals haven't gotten much smarter. Um, now it's they track you on your cell phones, but like you couldn't be smart enough to wear a pair of gloves. Right. Maybe he didn't care. I mean, I guess. He's like, I like doing this. I'm just going to do it. El natural. Hmm? I mean, he could have still done it with a pair of gloves. Not natural, Kyle. Oh. You can't have anything on your body if you're being natural. I see he was a pullout guy, Justin. <laughs> I don't understand. I'll let our uh, listeners uh, debate that one. Uh, he was returned to San Jose and convicted of robbery, from which he was paroled in 1968. After his parole, he attempted to rob Colombian consulate in San Francisco. A security guard used a crowbar to beat him down before police arrived. So props to that guy. Huh. Uh, number seven on the list, this poor guy. Well, first off, uh, uh, if I ever have another kid, I'm yes. naming him this. Crowbar? No. Oh. Orba. Orba? Orba. Why? This actually might be the worst name I've ever heard. Oh. Orba. I thought you were being serious. I'm Elmer. Like, That's a horrible name. Yeah. No, God. I like what? Elmer. Makes me think of Elmer Fudd. Don't. Don't get your kid beat up. Oh, no. I mean, it's a middle name. Go go tell Corbin his, his name's now Elmer. I thought his name was something oh, stupid yeah, the yeah, other day. Yeah. What was the other name we... Uh... Oh, was it... Uh, I don't remember. I'm going to have to think about that now. So I, I said it was either him or Krishna to take the name. Yeah. Uh, Corbin got nominated because he's the youngest... <laughs> So, or- Orba, uh, he only made it two days on the list. Orba? Mm. Yeah, with a name like Orba, I would. Uh, he was sentenced to six years at Missouri State Penitentiary at Jefferson City, Missouri in 1924 on a charge of grand larceny of an automobile in Joplin, Missouri. Released from prison in 28, sentenced again in 28 for car theft for three years at U.S. Penitentiary at Leavenworth. Okay, um, I take back everything I said earlier. Mm. Um, the guy that murdered his wife was worse than this guy. They put a guy on here for car theft. That's that's pathetic. This is uh, a release. No, it's a sad list. That's, that's not good. All right. Uh, let's see. He beat a man and robbed a store, also serving as the U.S. Post Office, which probably hurts him a little bit. Make it a federal crime, yep, then, I guess. Near Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Uh, he had been convicted April 8th of 1936 and returned to Leavenworth. What? What? Ex- what? Ex- oh, oh, he was serving as a post office. What? what? What are you talking about? Robbed a store. Also, okay, he robbed a- the store and the post office. It was, com- the it was, same con- it was conjoined. Basically. Okay, yeah. okay, that makes more sense. I was like, what would he possibly yeah. steal from the post office? Yeah, yeah. stamps. Uh, <laughs> Give me all your stamps. Which, honestly, gosh dang, they're. I mean, I know everything's going up in price, but my goodness. I think I remember, you know, paying like 25 cents a stamp, and now it's like 81 cents or something silly. Oh, I'm sorry. I know, how, it's like 25 how, 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 how many, how many actual uh, letters are you still mailing out? Oh, uh, you know, I send out a letter. Are you a pen pal guy? I send out a letter here and there. To who? I haven't got because if so, I haven't got a damn letter okay. from you. I send. I, uh, I need some. I need some answers. I pay my trash bill by mail once a year. <laughs> once a year. Um. 
you know. Man, I'm trying to think. Speaking speaking of, uh, see, this is why I don't use checks, though. I hate mailing checks. Right. I just went through this with um, Menards and City Card, where my parents, who um, refused to come into the internet age of paying their bills online, okay. um, my mom sent in. And you know what? God bless them for it. No. I guess they're supporting supporting the post office. That's right. Uh, if it wasn't for them, stamps would be ninety. Yeah, well, cents. wait till you hear my story, okay. and you'll see why we don't support the post office anymore. Okay, let's go. So, wrote this check out to Menards to get delivered. Yes, that's what you do. Right, and then you mail it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Menards says they didn't get the the check in the mail. Okay. Um. So, in the meantime, my mom thought the check had cleared and wrote another check out to go to Citibank. So. And, and Whose then, fault is this, really? The post office. Uh, oh, hold on. I'm not, I'm not getting the city card thing. I'm more concerned about the Menards thing. So, anyway, so we call Menards and ask, why haven't you cashed our large check to pay off the card? And they said, well, we don't have it. So, we called the bank, and they made us cancel the check. And then the next day, um, the dipshits from Menards try to cash my check six times. Huh. So, I had to go to the bank and mess with that. In the meantime... They um, charged me an extra $400 in interest, and then I had to pay $130 in charges to my account, which I eventually got cut in half. Um, yeah, so quite the headache all over one. I ended up losing like $500 just because of mailing in a check. Hmm. And then we did the same thing. So what you're saying is down with the U.S. Postal Service? Check Shut it. it all down? Yeah, yeah, fuck them. Hmm. All right. I mean, you don't see you don't see Amazon missing. I was going to tell you that that's the other thing that I use. I was trying to think. I'm like, I use stamps for something. Like what, all Amazon? the time, I'm always asking Billy, like, "Hey, do you have any stamps?" And she gets me stamps out of her purse or whatever. It's uh, it's for my Menards rebates. Yeah, because I got to mail them in. Yeah, can't can't you do this online also though? No, no, you can't. See, that's that's so dirty. No, they do that on is. purpose. Yeah, they do that well, on purpose. Absolutely, it's a lot easier to do stuff online. Well, all most of those rebates are like that. They're all a scam where they're trying to get you oh, to. This is a scam. This. No, oh, Just, no, no. It is a scam. They do that because the percentage of people who actually go home, take the paper, find an envelope, write the address on, put the stamp on, and mail it back are minute in comparison to people that would do it online. Well, if you I could know. Do it, if you could do but it from your phone, if you could do it from your phone the second that you left the store, it doesn't, everybody would have It doesn't it make it a scam. It makes people lazy. Well. And, you know, I'm all okay. All right. That's if, fair. If I see a – and people will do it. I've done it before. You they know, they you, take their receipt and they bought, like – you know, $3 worth of something, you know, and then they just, uh, they don't need the receipt because they bought two bottles of pop. I have an idea. I take their receipts and I turn it in with my stuff. This would be an awesome idea for an app. Okay. I want my 11%. Hear, hear, hear me out. Hear okay. me out. Okay. You make an app. Ooh. Don't give it away. <laughs> what if this is amazing and you're telling the whole world? Are you going to do it? Well, then, then we can we can edit this out after, after the podcast. Okay. Is All in. right, go ahead. So you make an app. Yes. That... Is mails out people's rebates no, for them? No, 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 no. You make them submit the the receipts to you. Yes. And then, then you can handle it. And then you take a percentage off the top of the rebate. And then you can send them the rest of it. But you get like, you take the money in. All right. The only way for this to work is they're going to have to mail that person the receipt. I don't know. If, uh, yeah, you got to have like, the receipt. I feel like you could figure out some way to do a copy of it. Why, why couldn't you just make a copy of the receipt? I don't think so. Hmm. Maybe. I don't think so, though. There, there's no online version of that with Menards? No. 
You don't. None at all. The only thing you can do online is track your rebate. Really? Which is a shitty tracking process. To well, yeah, that's that's awful. It always works fine when you're sending rebate for $20, but when you're sending the rebate for $800, uh, it takes them 26 weeks to get it to you. Speaking of which, this is the other problem with the rebate service. I know we're really getting off topic here, uh, but uh, I've also received rebates from other people through the postal service. No shit. Yeah. I want a rebate from someone else. I got a, I got a $100 rebate from somebody else, and... Dude, that's badass. That never happens. Well, I I took it back to him because I was like, man, you know how angry I would be if I had like a $200 rebate coming to me and they mailed it to somebody else because there's no way to to prove you didn't get it. And if they cash it, it's like the problem is they send you the rebate. I know. There's nothing on it other than the code. You can literally just take it in, hand it to them and say, pay this. They don't check anything. Yep. So anybody could use your rebate. So, yes, once again, I don't trust the postal service. You are so good. So uh, back to Good. this. Oh, no. Back to this cat here, uh, Orba. He, uh, so he's back in Leavenworth, right? Uh, but <laughs> he been transferred to an honor farm on September third, nineteen forty-seven, and disappeared three weeks later. What exactly is an honor? farm? You know, like where they go out and they work, you know, outdoors or whatever. This is yes, uh, the same. Yes, the same thing. And uh, he took off from there. Um, and he was... It's like the movie Holes. Yeah, he was added to the list on March 21st and arrested just two days later. You remember that movie? Uh, I, I do remember it vaguely. I'm pretty sure that it's one of my wife's favorite movies. He's got the sh- shy kid before he went crazy. Yeah, I don't really remember. He's, he's old enough now. But anyway, it was a good movie. But I basically, know. it's like a bunch of juveniles and they're out digging holes in this desert. That's like all they do. Right. Uh, let's go to number eight on the list is Glenn Roy Wright. He was a former associate of the Carpus Sparker gang in the 30s. Uh, he had a couple of shootouts with police and numerous arrests and convictions. In 1934, he began serving a life sentence at Oklahoma State Penitentiary. In September of 1948, someone had smuggled a gun into prison and Wright used it to escape. Weird. Uh, I, I, I wonder how the in gun In the butthole. Got, yeah, in that's, where the was, butt that's where I was going. That's yep. where I was going. Made it up their x-ray game. Mm-hmm. He was added to the list, and within nine months, he was located and returned to prison to serve out his life sentence. He, I don't care how flexible you are down there, the pain that that would have to be uh, to get that inside. I, I really don't know if this gun went in his butthole, but it could just, have went in a cake. Could have been a cake. You think the cake thing was a little thing? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, it's 1950s. I it's, don't know. I, I still find it hilarious that that's had to have worked at some point in time in history that somebody actually sent something inside of a cake yeah. and they allowed the cake to come in and gave it to them. Yep. Like the pure, you know, obviously now we think of it's, it's obvious, but yeah, I don't know. I agree. I think, it's, I think it's kind of neat. I think it's kind of cool. All these guys are escaping from prison. We, we, we need to do, I mean, we need to do a, an episode related to like escapes on, on something like this, like the most inventive escapes that they've had. You mean like your guy that tried to escape his little contraption the other day, that strangled him? That guy? Don't don't go back to the list. It's all don't. What's <laughs> we don't we don't we don't need to go back all to that right, list. Okay, right. we did it once. We don't all need to right. reference it. It's You're terrible. Right. You're right. But anyway, this list could be good if we inventive uh, escapes. Number nine on our list is Henry Harlan Shelton. He robbed a Michigan bank where a teller wound up dead. Hmm. He was sentenced to sixty years. And on September 5th, 1949, with the help of a smuggled-in gun, this one came in the butthole. 
Uh, he escaped. Uh, by September 17th, he was also wanted for kidnapping and car theft. He robbed a liquor store in Kentucky for $1,100. On March 23rd, 1950, he was added to the list. And by June 23rd, special agents caught up with him at one of his favorite bars in his hometown of Indianapolis. He was hey, wounded. Lo- lo- local guy. Yeah. Uh, he was wounded by the agents as he reached for his 45. He was sentenced to serve. 45 years at Leavenworth in addition to some served time in Michigan. And I'm going to go into our last one, which is number 10, which is not all of them from 1950. Um, we're going to pick that up back up next time. Uh, but we're going to finish off the top 10 because eh, we're running out of time. This one is <laughs> Morris Girlnick. 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 What do you think? Nick. Okay. So Morris, we're going to call him. Yeah. Uh, Morris. In uh, April of 1948, Morris had stabbed his former girlfriend and a month later bit off the finger of an arresting officer. Hmm. Hmm. So don't fuck with this guy. You Man. get your finger bitten off. Hope he had his shots. Gosh, dang. Uh, on Ji- July 11th of that year, he ripped a pipe out of his cell and used it to beat down guards and escape. I'm, I'm kind of questioning their, um, it was pl- their quarters. Do you think it was a plumbing? It was plumbing pipe, you know, yeah. And he just, I mean, I'm sure it was probably deteriorating a little bit, but he ripped it out. Or maybe he's just really huge guy. Could be. Maybe he ripped the sink pipe out. I could understand. I could, yeah. I could believe that. Drain out. You could hit him with a drain. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, March 24th, 1950, he was added to the list. And after being recognized by a university of Wisconsin student as a worker at the campus clothing store, he was arrested on December 15th of 1950. So there is your top 10. I think we only, what do we have? Only one more to go? No. Through? Well, no, there's a few more, but only one that's worth a darn. There was, um, you know. I think there ended up being, by the end of the first year of 1950, there ended up being 16 people on the on the list. Okay. Um, you know, because some were added as other ones, you know, fell off. So maybe they need to quit assigning a number to this and just say the most wanted list. I mean, could be, but I mean, you're, people you, pay you, more. You get up to 16, I feel like you're, you're not really well, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. adhering no, no, to no, the no. list. We're not, no, it's not like that. There wasn't 16 people on the list at one time. Just in that year, there ended up being 16, 16 individuals. people on the list because other people were caught and they were replaced by other people, right? All right. Yeah. But you said at one point in time that they did occasionally put an 11th person on there. And, that's, and there was an 11th person. Our, our number 11, I believe, this time was an 11th person that was added. During this year. Okay. Yeah. So Gotcha. But anyway, that's uh, 1950. Uh, they go a little bit quicker. Um not not so much interesting information on some of these other guys, uh, but we'll we'll keep on going on this. Uh, I think what we do find on on the ones that we have information on, there's some pretty crazy cats out there. Well, you know, obviously we can't go through every year as far as the list goes, but we could definitely pick out some of the um, yeah, maybe the, the the larger, more well known. Right. Well, and I just thought this first year that yeah. they started it. I mean, there was. Why not? Well, it's also kind of interesting to see the differences between, you know, this time frame versus like a new, right. a newer list. They're, it's like, okay, well, think... this this guy like robbed a train <laughs> versus, okay, this guy's like, you know, killed 2,000 people in a bombing in right. New York. It's like right. a little bit different. Yeah. 
Uh, so anyway, we'll pick back up next time uh, with number 11 on the list from 1950. Uh, remember, you can visit our website at wikibros.com to get uh, links, more information regarding this topic. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. Follow us on your favorite social media outlets like TikTok and Instagram. Leave a rating. Tell a friend. And remember, Wikipedia runs on donations, so would you consider giving them a couple of bucks? Uh, join us next time for Wikibros. I'm Justin. This is Kyle. We'll see you soon.